Our eyes are responsible for four-fifths of all the information our brain receives. Our eyes are special to us because they allow us to see the beauty of the world around us. And something valuable is worth guarding. Are your eyes precious to you? Then make sure that you've got your spiritual goggles on today because we're going to be talking about the importance of navigating media to protect your eyes. And in today's study, we're going to discuss how to navigate a world filled with ungodly media. Not all media is ungodly. Some can even be used for the advancement of God's kingdom. For example, live stream ministry, social media, apostolic music, YouTube preaching channels, all this stuff can be good. But we have to learn how to navigate it because, ladies and gentlemen, there is a lot of horrible media out there that apostolics absolutely should not be indulging in or being entertained by. This is the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. Today, we're going to be talking about navigating media. Let's go. Welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. It's your host, Nathan French, and I'm so excited that you're here today. We're going to have a great time together talking about navigating media. Matthew 6, verse 22 says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I want to take a moment to uh, explain why I'm using the term navigate. And I can do that simply by giving you the definition. To navigate is to plan and direct the route or course of a ship, an aircraft, or other form of transportation, especially by using instruments or maps to sail or travel over a stretch of water or terrain, especially carefully or with difficulty. So let's take a deep dive into what it means to navigate and sail the open seas of media consumption. Because you and I are taking in media just about every day of our lives. If you're listening to this podcast right now, this is a form of media. 
in order to maintain holiness and keep our eyes pure and protected, we have got to learn how to navigate. Navigation requires the proper tools, maps, and must be done both carefully and with difficulty. Navigating media is not an easy task. It takes discipline and desire to be righteous. In a media-driven world, the feasible and obtainable answer cannot be no media. Our cell phones are media. There's a reason Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are called social media. The church even uses media to reach people. Therefore, the apostolic church must learn how to draw lines and teach how to navigate the murky waters of media all around us. Now, I've been teaching on this topic in my youth class for the last two weeks, and I'm, I'm going to tell you listeners the same thing that I told the amazing students of my church, that I have the privilege, privilege and honor of being their youth pastor. And that is simply this statement, that if you desire to be pure and holy and grow closer to the Lord, then, then you're going to be able to receive some of these things that are going to be said on this program today. If you have no desire to draw lines and no desire to grow and no desire to make some changes in your media consumption, then there's nothing I can do for you today. You probably just want to hit stop on this podcast because it's not going to do you any good. But if you're listening right now and you have a desire to implement spiritual disciplines in your life, that doesn't mean you're perfect, that you've been perfect, or that you're going to be perfect. It means that you have a desire to grow closer to the Lord and you're willing to make some changes in your life to make that happen. Then please keep listening because this is going to help you today. Now, if that's not you, just go ahead and hit stop. This will be a waste of your time. And I have no desire to waste anybody's time. I believe these lines can be drawn through biblical principles and personal disciplines, but it requires desire. You have to desire to grow closer to Christ and be willing to make some changes in your life. So if if some of the things that I say in this episode stomp on your toes, you might want to look down and make sure that you're standing in the right place. Matthew 6 says that the lamp of the body is the eye. The eye is the gateway to the soul, and your eternal soul is certainly worth guarding. In order to navigate media, we first need to take a moment and define media. What is media? By definition, it's the main means of mass communication, broadcasting, publishing, and the internet regarded collectively. This means that by definition, media refers to anything that you watch on a screen whether it be your smartphone, laptop, iPad, or 70-inch flat screen from Target that you got on Black Friday. Media has the ability 
to give and media has the ability to take. And I think it's important to note that media, if not submitted to God and navigated properly, has the ability to take much more than it gives. Let's take a look at what media can give. Three points. Number one, media gives knowledge. You can certainly learn a lot on the internet. For example, a lot of you listening, maybe you're in school right now getting your college education online. Media gives entertainment. Matter of fact, the broadest scope of media is to entertain you. Media gives education. Now let's take a look at what media can take. What media can steal from you. Media can rob you of your innocence. Maybe you looked at a screen and it stole innocence from you that you didn't even want to give and maybe it wasn't even your fault that you saw it. That is the power of what can play on a screen. Number two, media can rob you of your time. Number three, media can rob you of your emotion. There are people in your life and my life right now that have no emotion left to give to their friends, church, and family because they have invested all of their emotion into a false reality of entertainment and so they have nothing left to give the actual reality that surrounds them. Now let me define my stance on why I believe media has the ability to take more than it gives. It doesn't matter if you gained knowledge, if you had to lose innocence to obtain that knowledge. It doesn't matter how entertained you were if you lost your whole day and never committed any time to God or personal devotion. It doesn't matter if you gained an educational experience if you had to give all your emotion to obtain it and have nothing left over for your relationship with Jesus Christ. As apostolics, we must learn how to navigate media in such a way to ensure that media isn't hurting us more than it's helping us. Listen to this article with me, and I, I promise I'm going to tie this in. I'm, I'm not going to waste any time. This article was called, How Eyes Adapt to Darkness. It says this, Your marvelous irises do more than just show off your eye color and look pretty. They actually contain muscles that work to manipulate your pupils. Together, the irises and pupils act like gatekeepers as light falls on your eyes. The pupil's job is to let in just the right amount of light, not too little and not too much. Aided by the irises, the pupils widen in a dim environment to let more light in. They grow smaller in bright light when less light is needed to enable your vision. So walk with me here for a moment. Here's why I'm telling you this. For one's eyes to adapt to darkness scientifically, the pupil must be manipulated. 
scientifically, your eye is never more open and vulnerable as it is in complete darkness. The pupil of the eye is manipulated by exposure. And so it is with exposure to media. If you are exposing your eyes to darkness and impurity, light will feel very uncomfortable to you because your eyes have been manipulated. What do you expose your eyes to every week? This is a healthy question to ask yourself. And this is the very first step to properly navigating media. You have to make sure that you are not spiritually nose-blind to the scent of darkness and ungodliness to the point where you can't even recognize it anymore. As apostolics, we need to define the lines of what is acceptable to God when navigating media. Now, I want to preface it with this. Of course, everything in this podcast and this lesson is subject and submitted to the authority and accountability of your pastor and your spiritual authority. And uh, I I want you to keep that in mind moving forward. I, I also want to let youth pastors know that as we dive into this content, that um, this lesson is actually available in a Dropbox folder. And if you want to teach what I'm about to walk through with defining the lines of navigating media, please reach out to me at nathanandrachelmusic at gmail.com. And I would be more than happy to send you the link so that you can teach this to your students as well. Okay, so now that we've got housekeeping out of the way, the best way to uh, define lines is to use the process of elimination. Okay, what's the process of elimination? You know, when you've got that multiple choice quiz, A, B, C, D, and you know, well, uh, C is ridiculous. I know that's not it. So let's cross that one out. Okay, so let's apply this to media. When we learn what God does not accept, as pure and holy, it gives us a better understanding of his true heart and the beauty of holiness. The reason we have to do this is because the Bible is true and applicable to every generation. So even though TV and Netflix and Instagram and all that stuff was not around in Jesus's day, you better believe that the Bible applies to it right here and right now. Psalm 101 and 3 says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. It doesn't say I will not set uh, Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus in front of my eyes. No, it doesn't get that specific. So we as children of God need to apply the word of God to our lives. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. This covers Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, movies, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. No, see, that's what I love about the Word of God. It covers everything. It doesn't just apply it to something that's popular in a culture because, ladies and gentlemen, Netflix will probably be just a thing of the past one day and there'll be something new. 
So if we're not supposed to set any wicked thing before our eyes, let's apply it to media. What should we navigate away from according to Scripture? I have five points here. Five tools that if if you'll navigate away from these, these stormy waters on the open seas of media consumption, I believe you can I believe you can make it. I really do. And I want to start by saying that I have applied these five points to my life. And it has tremendously impacted my day-to-day life. It frees up a lot of time. It frees up uh, opportunity to pray more, to read the Word more, um, to eliminate things in my life that can be stumbling blocks for me. And instead, put stepping stones of prayer in front of me. So moving forward... I want you to know I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to judge you. I am here to help you. I, I, it is because that I love this truth and I love this generation. And I truly believe that media consumption is one of the greatest tools of the enemy in these last days. You say, oh, it's not a heaven or hell issue. I beg to differ. If you're watching pornography and fornication and adultery and profanity and and lust and murder, you better believe that is a heaven or hell issue. We need to get past this idea that just because we're watching it instead of doing it ourselves is okay. First of all, that's not biblical at all. What you put in front of your eyes has a lot to do with what is in your heart. So the first thing that you need to navigate away from, and you might want to grab your Apple Pencil and jot these down because this is going to change your life just like it changed mine. First of all, you need to navigate away from darkness. Ephesians 5 and 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the world. Walk as children of the light. If you're on a ship and you look over and you see stormy clouds and big waves and lightning and thunder and you see it over there, are you going to steer towards that and let's say, let's sail into that? No, you need to navigate away from that on the open seas of media consumption. Apostolics should stay away from entertainment that glorifies murder, hate, bloodlust, and violence. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Why would you welcome something onto your screen that you should be wrestling? And so many times we fight trials and darkness, mind games, 
because we've welcomed something that we should have wrestled. I'm so blown away by this culture and the amount of gore and blood and violence. I mean, horrible, awful, despicable things being pumped onto our screens. And it's one thing for the world to be watching it. It's already terrible enough that the world is watching it. But the fact that the church is consuming it bothers me to my core. Can I can I just be real with you? I don't I don't know how to help you if I'm not real with you. How can you claim to be a child of the light when you are walking in darkness? The Bible says, if that light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Apostolics should not be watching things that entertain darkness. Okay, and you can, you can apply darkness to whatever you want, okay? Witches, warlocks, vampires, zombies, you name it. That's why this is a good point, because you can apply it to all kinds of things that you're watching. And if you'll make this change, you're going to notice something begin to change in in your life. You're going to notice a new sensitivity to God. You're going to walk into church and say, hey, I'm not going to watch things that are dark anymore and that entertain evil. And then when you walk into the presence of God, I promise you, you're going to feel, feel a freedom and a new liberty to worship because you've cut darkness out of your media consumption. Is this okay? Do, do you still love me? I hope you do. I hope you still love me because I love you and I'm trying to help you right now. Number two, navigate away from sexual immorality and lust in media consumption. Job 31 and 1 says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman. The entertainment industry has completely sexualized the culture and has learned how to promote the lust of the flesh well. They've gotten good at it. Spiritual discipline is required from the believer to know that you are susceptible to temptation and are capable of falling. And if you want to remain pure and holy, don't expose yourself to entertainment that promotes promiscuity, fornication, and adultery. 1 Corinthians 6, 18-20, this is the ESV version, says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. It, it really blows my mind, you know, how... 
nobody wants to fall victim to things like adultery and fornication, and yet they entertain themselves by that. It's it's amazing how, you know, a movie or a show about unfaithfulness and adultery will sell. I mean, it sells. I mean, people eat it up. They watch it. They can't wait to see it. Let me ask you a question. Let me let me talk to um, to both the men and the women here. Do you want to be a victim of that? Would you like that to happen in your life? Of course not. Of course you do not desire to experience this in your life. Then why are you being entertained by it? Why are you watching things that the whole entertainment value of it is that somebody is cheating on another person and being unfaithful. Why would this be something that an apostolic is entertained by? Number three, navigate away from crude and profane language and humor. Ephesians 5 and 3 says, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you as improper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Side note, you can be funny without being crude or inappropriate. When you get together with your apostolic friends, whether you're a teenager and you're just hanging out with the youth group, or whether maybe you're a young married couple and you're getting together with another young married couple in the church and you're having dinner, that should be a safe space, guys. You shouldn't have to worry about crude joking, inappropriate comments. I mean, guys, I'm hilarious and I don't have to be inappropriate. (laughs) Okay, so, no, I'm kidding. All, All jokes aside, though. You can you can have a great time without any profanity, any bad language, any any inappropriate humor. Guys, you can just have a great time and just lift each other up, laugh, have fun, tell jokes. You you don't have to be crude or inappropriate to be funny. Listen to me, young person. Do not fall into this trap that the world has tried to set for you, that the only way to get attention is to do something off-colored. You don't have to do it. Navigate away from this in your media consumption. Can I, I'm, I'm going to be transparent with you. When, when I was a teenager, the number one thing that I struggled the most with was uh, when it comes to media, and it was because it was in the culture of my youth group, and that was... If it's comedy, if it's funny, then it's okay because they're just trying to be funny, right? They're just kidding around. They're just, they're not even being serious. That was a joke. You know, that kind of Saturday Night Live type mentality that, you know, if it's funny, it's okay. And it can be really, really horrible if we're being honest. What they're insinuating is really awful. But because they're just being funny, it's okay. Well, not according to the Bible. 
And I promise you, if you'll start drawing those lines and steering away from that kind of stuff, you're going you're gonna to experience a new freedom in your life. You don't have to be bound by that anymore. I know people right now that can hardly complete a sentence without using profanity because what they watch every day is so filled with it that they don't even know how to finish a sentence without it anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not the will of God for your life. Navigate away from this and experience freedom. Number four, and this one, this one might sound funny, but I think it's important. Number four is you need to navigate away from worthless entertainment. Navigate away from media that is worthless and nothing but a time waster. This is an interesting point I discovered a couple weeks ago. Psalm 101 and 3, it says, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Did you know that in the English Standard Version, it says, I will set before my eyes, or I'm sorry, it says, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. Isn't that interesting that the KJV uses the word wickedness, but the ESV translates it as worthless? This one is hard because something can be innocent and also pointless at the same time. So, for example, it's not sinful to sinful to watch cat videos on YouTube, right? But did you waste four hours going down a YouTube rabbit hole? We have to be mindful of our time that God has given us and be wise stewards of that time. My friend Marte prays over his son, Dylan, every night, a good friend of mine. And he always prays every night, Lord, help us tomorrow to have a purposeful day. Give us a purpose-driven day. I love that, Marte. I'm stealing it. Because I want every day that I live to have some kind of purpose in it. I'm not saying you can't rest or unwind or, or, or have a good time. No, that, that's, there's purpose in that. There's purpose in your rest. There's purpose in unplugging. But don't waste time when you could be doing so many other things because you fell down a YouTube rabbit hole. Jeremiah 16 and 19, uh, the ESV. I'm reading from the ESV a lot today. O Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come to you from the ends of the earth and say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, worthlessness, and unprofitable things unprofitable things and worthlessness. Navigate away from media that is unprofitable and worthless. If you're going to watch something on YouTube or if you're going to, if you're going to, I don't know. I'm trying to just draw the lines here, guys. You're going to have to apply it to yourself. Make sure it's something that might profit you that might help you grow. Maybe you could even learn something. (laughs) 
All right, guys, let's keep moving. Our fifth and final point on the podcast today is an important one. Navigate away from sacrilege and blasphemy. To blaspheme is to show contempt or disrespect for God or sacred things. Sacrilege is the violation or misuse of what is regarded as sacred. Deuteronomy 5.11 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Take a firm stand against any media that takes the saving name of Jesus Christ and mocks it or makes fun of it. The name of Jesus is holy. There's healing in that name. There's power in that name. There's forgiveness in that name. Never should we be entertained by anything or anyone that is sacrilegious or blasphemous against the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You shouldn't watch anything that is making light of your faith and your dedication and your God who walked up Calvary's hill and died on a cross for you. This is not a joke. It's not something that you should laugh at. And, well, this isn't even in the notes. I'm going to say it. I'm really bothered by apostolics that make fun of speaking in tongues. Well, well, okay. Oh, Nathan, you're going to go there. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's my podcast. Why not? I guess I'll just say it like I feel it. You should never mock speaking in tongues. It should never be a joke that you just that you just begin to mock somebody or laugh and pretend that you're speaking in tongues. Here's why. When somebody speaks in tongues, this is the evidence that they have been born again of the Spirit. When somebody's baptized in Jesus' name, this shows that they have been born again of the water. To be born of the water in the Spirit is how we are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is not something that we should make fun of. And and by the way, you might be mocking speaking in tongues in front of somebody, in front of somebody that hasn't even received the gift of the Spirit yet, and maybe they're young and insecure, and they're embarrassed to go to the altar and pray for the Holy Ghost because they're afraid that you might make fun of them. Whoa. Well, my goodness, I didn't know I was going to preach today. Where's my organist? That organ player, get up here and start playing because I'm preaching. We should never be sacrilegious or blasphemous about things that are holy. Okay, guys. I'm closing. Let me stop. Navigating media. If you'll apply these five navigation tools to your life, Jesus will help you remain holy in a media-driven world. Not all media is bad. 
Not all media is good. And Jesus expects us to learn how to navigate media and continue to protect our eyes against anything that could harm our spiritual well-being. If it's a sin to do it, then why would you watch it? Apply that to your walk with media and live in victory, whether it be your smartphone, laptop, tablet, or 70-inch flat screen from Target. All should be submitted to Jesus Christ. Can I pray over you? Jesus, I thank you for these amazing listeners here today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that everything that I've said has been out of love and concern. Lord, I know that some listening are already walking in these attributes, already walking in this victory. But God, maybe there's somebody today that's listening and they haven't drawn these lines yet. Would you give them the courage and the strength to turn some shows off, to stop clicking on some websites? God, would you give them the courage to break free from some evil darkness and media that they've been pouring into their eyes, which is the gateway to the soul? God, I pray in Jesus' name, set them free. Let them walk in victory. Let them walk in power in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you, Lord, for helping me. Lord, I'm still so far from perfect, but God, I know that you're leading me and guiding me. I want to grow more every day that I live for you. And I give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. I love you guys. It means the world that you listen. If you like the show, go leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps. And I'm so thankful. If this episode has blessed you, be sure to share it on your social media page and tag at Podcast Noteworthy. We'd love to hear about how the show is impacting your life. We love you so much. And we'll see you next time. God bless.